Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Barbed Wire Bite. Here with your host, as always, Mr. Gary Wolf. Uh, Another day. Yeah. A lot of stories, man. A lot of fucking news. The big news is Cody. I don't understand that. I don't either. Like I said a long time ago, maybe Vince has some interest in AEW. Who knows? But the half the locker room from Vince is over there, and now Cody is supposed to be going back over there. That blows my mind. Never thought that would happen. You know they ain't forgotten, like, when he badmouthed the company for three years. Remember the one pay-per-view he had the throne, like, Triple H, Oh, that was the first. It. Wasn't that the first pay per view? Yeah, the first, first or second one. Yeah, where he smashed it with this because he he wanted to be Triple H and Brandy wanted to be Stephanie. They really did, but yeah, I I mean, like if it, if I was Vince and you badmouthed me all them years and I got you back, I'm I'm I'll pay you. But I'm gonna fuck you at the end of the day. I'm gonna fuck you. I'm he, he's gonna go there and he's gonna be. I mean, I know they're probably giving him what kind of money he wants because they never thought he could or should get that kind of money. But now he realizes he can, and he should have that kind of cash. So what's he going to give it to him? But I know what he's going to do. Vince is going to bury him. I think he'll, he's going to just really try to bury him. And he'll give him whatever you know dollar amount he wants and keep him signed as long as he keeps him off of AEW. I guess he's happy. Have Roman beat him in like 10 seconds. But see how weak these AEW guys are. They suck. And yeah, I, um, because I, I never, I, I, I guess Cody wanted like just an obscene amount of money. But if you notice, there's a lot of people on AEW that aren't, I haven't seen Marco Stunt forever. I haven't seen Janela, Sonny Kiss. Okay. I mean, no, they're starting to clean out some of this garbage that they have. No, like I told you, they, they pay a lot of their talent night to night. You know, uh, Janela had, had a contract, and he's, I think it's still valid until April, but they're not – I think they're night to night guys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember WCW wanted to sign me and Anthony, and they were going to put us on a night to night. And I remember Kevin Sullivan pulled me aside and said, listen, don't do night to night because – one night they're in a bad mood and you piss them off, they'll fire you. And you can't do anything about it. If you're locked in a contract, you go sign the three-year deal instead. This way you're locked in. Even if they fire you, they're not going to – they'll send you home. That's what they'll do. Just send you home, but at least you're still going to get a damn paycheck. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, Whipwreck, what do you have? Three, four matches in three years? Yeah, and he sat home. Got paid every two weeks. Got his check in the mail. Dude, he got paid all the time, and no lie, he didn't even have to work. I think he worked once or twice there, and I don't. I think they didn't understand what his gimmick was because he was, you know, so small and he just looked like a boy, uh, which half the wrestlers do now. But I gotta put. I'm going to. I'm going to plug AEW. I'm going to put him over because. Me and my old lady even noticed that the guys are starting to work out now. Yes. I mean, I am able and capable of seeing that. Uh, Adam Cole, he, that's a different story. Uh, he, looks like, he looks like he's sick. He looks so tiny. <clears throat> I don't understand. Orange was bigger than him. And Orange is a little guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a hell of a worker. 
I'm not saying he can't work and he's got great psychology. He's just too tiny. I mean, a lot of guys over there have to get some stuff and they're all starting to. I mean, even Moxley looks good. Danielson looks great. He looks, looks I've never seen him look so good. Mm-mm. Like he never looked as good as he does now for Vince. And he was always miserable. Did you ever see him smile in the ring for Vince? No, you know, always there. I was going to yeah. sleep or hungover. Yeah, tired, hungover, just, you know, beat. Here, now he's like excited. You can see it in his eyes. He can't wait to put a great match on. Every match that he's put on so far, I've loved every one of them. Uh, even that younger guy that, that he just worked against, I forget the guy's name. But uh, that was also a good match. Oh, that Wheeler U10 or whatever? Yeah. It was a very good match. I was yeah, surprised how good it was. The kid's a good worker. So obviously he's been around. Uh, he may have been in Japan for all I know, you know, because Danielson and they were working good. It was a good match. Now I don't know what's going on. Uh, I mean, you got to remember Kenny Omega, he hasn't been around in a while. I guess he's been healing up or something like that. I just read about him. He's a uh, thing. He thought it would be already, but he's got a lot of like problems. He had vertigo and everything with all the surgeries, but he's still looking at the end of March, April. So it's going to be a little while, but. Yeah, but he'll never go to like he already went to Vince and they let him go. That's how like insanely stupid some people must be over there. Because I mean, shit, man. If I had that kind of guy on the roster, you know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. He's a hell of a worker. Daniels, all them guys, AJ Styles. I mean, you have all them guys over there that could work their asses off, and then some of them are just gimmicks. Uh, Have you noticed uh, Hangman Page, now that he won that belt, he's got a little more, yeah, like that. He's getting more confidence in him. Yeah, His and, matches are good. And he had a good match against that, uh, what's it, Arch? Yeah, Arch. That was a good match. He's a big cat. Mm-hmm. I remember watching him in New Japan. Uh, he would always tag up with uh, Davy Boy Smith's son uh, in New Japan, and they would hold the straps over there. And he was a big cat, man. But him in... Uh, Adam had a great – I thought that was an awesome finish. It was out of the blue, off the referee's off back. Off the ref, that was great. Yeah, which I never expected they would do that. <laughs> and uh, they they killed it. They slammed it. You know what I mean? Because it was good, good psychology for him to undo the top rope. You know, that in itself was saying, I'm telling the story. I ain't letting this cocksucker hit me with his finish. But he still was able to. That's why I thought it was awesome. And he's not afraid to bleed. Hangman Page always pouring out blood in his matches. Just gushers. Yeah. When I met him for the first time, he was 27 years old in Atlantic City. I met him and uh, the villain. Uh, what the hell was his oh, name? Oh, Skrull? Yeah, Marty, Marty. Yeah. He was a very nice guy. And Adam was a very nice guy. Uh, it was me and Nick Carey. We went out. We were in the same elevator. We were just shooting the shit. And uh, hey man, I'm like 5'9". He's a little bit, he might be like 5'10", 5'11". And he was only 27 then. So he's probably in his 30s now. And uh, he's, he's gotten better and better and better. You know, I, I told them both, you know, just keep on track like you're going, man, because you guys are doing good. Because that's when they were in New Japan. The AEW wasn't even around at that point. And uh, like Mar- Marty was cool. Marty. I don't know. Where I like him. Where, where is he? Where's he when at? That, when that Me Too movement thing, he got buried like for doing a lot of inappropriate stuff, so nobody books him now. 
Yeah, but so did everybody else. Mm-hmm. I like they had that beak, you know, that crow thing. He was cool. Yeah, I did like him. He was a good wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. That's what I didn't understand. I mean, he's really good. He's got good technique. Uh, and I just like his style, how he just, you know, I, I don't understand. I thought he was a great worker. So I would have enjoyed wrestling with him. Definitely. But, yeah, I mean, this Me Too stuff and all this other stuff is getting great. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like, well, I remember 17 years ago. Like, oh, my God. Statue of murder ain't even that long, for God's sakes. You know, it's it's ridiculous. Talking about that, what about that cop? They gave her what they give her? Six years. What? Yeah, two years. She ain't even going to do two years. She'll do 11 oh. months and they're going to let her out. And I love the judge. What's the judge? Uh, she was going for an audition to get a show or something. She's up there crying, crying for the fat bitch who shot somebody because she's an idiot. Okay. But not crying about the young guy, the young no. the kid that's 20 years old. Is, is not even 20 years old. I don't know. How old was he? He was just, yeah, he, he was under 20, I think. And I, well, well, I meant to grab my taser, but it was accidentally a gun I shot. They're completely different when you hold them. There's no There's, similarity. You know, do you know you have a left arm and a right arm? Your right arm is your gun. Your yeah. left arm is your is the taser. And a taser, you uh-huh. don't talk with the trigger. A taser, you zap it like that. Dude, They're very different things. I, dude, I don't understand how. It just goes to show you, man, it's ridiculous, man. And I don't even know if that was the original judge. I wasn't there a man judge that started. I think that in the case? first one, yeah, that was like for the actual trial. They needed the big boss man. And he pretty much was, yeah, he didn't take no shit. And I think he was <laughs> like, you know, um, maybe he didn't want. I mean, there's fucking guidelines, man. This is what pisses me off. Why is it okay? It's okay for a judge to change guidelines on a cop who did something wrong. Okay. When technically they're federal guidelines, they're not supposed, you can't touch them. You can't change them. I mean, that's what an attorney told me. So what is it? Doesn't, it doesn't work for the police. It's a different, it's a different, uh, they have different rules, but I, that hopefully they'll beat the shit out of that fat bitch the whole time she's in there. You know what It'd I mean? Be like, and she'll get a, a one of those, nice cushy jails where there's a whole bunch of other cops or something and like I mean, said, they're gonna have to put her away they're gonna have to put her in solitary or yeah or with other with other police because <laughs> you're a cop and you go to jail you know what happens you know why do you think she was so terrified for 29 years she went around locking people up for bullshit stuff i mean come on they pulled that kid over all right I'm not sticking up for the kid. He had a warrant out for his arrest, but they didn't know it was him. They only pulled him over because he had a Christmas tree smelling one of them uh, air fresheners hanging from his rear view mirror. That's the only reason why they pulled him over, because of that. So that's how stupid some people can be, okay? Cops are supposed to be wolves, you know, and then we are the sheep, and they're supposed to keep us in, you know, in control. But there's too many sheep pretending to be wolves who think they're cops and they should not be cops. You know, when you see this guy walk up to you and he's 400 pounds of fat, he's got two bellies, TB. How's he going to chase you down the street? He's not. He's not. You know what I mean? Like they should be 
they should have, be a certain weight. There should be guidelines, man. You have to be able to work out this much. You have to be able to do this. You have to have a, a not some fat girl who was probably picked on her whole life in high school and figured, I'm going to get out of school and I'm going to get even with all them people for picking on me. So I'm going to be a police officer. So she was very successful for 29 years. And guess what? We're all human. So everybody makes mistakes. It happens. What makes her different than you and me? You and me did that. What she did? Come on, bro. We be doing time. You know, the rest of our lives. Yeah, 25 easy. Guaranteed. You know, I don't know what the guidelines are, but all I know is she should have got a lot of time. She murdered him. Okay. She didn't run after him to see if he was okay. No. She fell on the ground crying because she's going to jail. That's what she thought. I don't know I don't if it was my, ta I meant to tase him, but it was my gun. I mean, I'm telling you, the first judge had no, he had no, uh, like, I don't think he gave a shit about her because he knew she fucked up. And I think the best thing they could have done was get a female judge so she could sit there and cry on television, you know? So you got an oriental judge and a female cop. There you go. We got, we got orientals getting hit all the time in the city and getting attacked. All right. So we got to feel sorry now for them and that women's rights and blah, blah, blah. You got to be careful what you got. You can't say nothing anymore without somebody saying something, but she goes and shoots somebody and kills them. And she gets 11 months for a life. And that kind of shit makes me sick to my stomach, man. I had to get all of my chest. I just don't understand how you get a taser. I'm still trying to wrap my hand and getting a gun and a taser confused. Your right hand, your gun. Yeah. I mean, I understand you're, you're in a situation and you're frustrated and maybe confused. But when it comes down to your you know, your, your weapon, you know, your fucking side holster, man. I mean, that you should know what's what. 29 years, there's no excuse. What well, the taser, say? when you pop a taser out, you push the button, it shoots. You take a gun out, you still got to chamber it. So how do you think this is a taser? You know, that's a terrible defense. I know, but besides that, wouldn't a gun weigh more than a taser? You know what I'm saying? So wouldn't she have noticed that immediately by feeling the weight of it? I mean, if you, if you had been walking around for 29 years with a taser and a, and a hand, a nine millimeter, I think you're, you, you would know the difference after 29 years, you know? And I just love how they're like, oh, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure it was a horrible accident. And no, it was somebody not stopping assessing the situation and then do something that's what she didn't do she was in a hurry trying to train somebody why would you try to train somebody in a hurry if you're training this guy to be a cop wouldn't you want to take your time and let him know this is how you do things so especially now because police are under so much criticism right now you know and she just ruined it for them again yep you know what i mean she's another sheep that shouldn't be in the wolves' cave. That's for damn sure. I'm just sick and tired of it. I, I just can't stand it. And then when I see them, I see these fucking sheep with badges, and it makes me sick because they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, man. Like I said, their only 
power and their only gimmick is that badge and that protects them and makes them think they're better than us when they're so much worse. One of my favorite, remember the movie Out for Justice with Seagal? Oh yeah, yeah. Like in the bar and the guy, he's nothing without that gun and that badge and he plays like, here's your trophy and he pulls out that badge and he beats the shit out of all of them. Yeah, Seagal was like that. And uh, one of my friends uh, from Philly actually was doing that movie with him uh, when he was in Alaska. And he came oh, he I, I met Seagal before, yeah. He beats the shit out of people in his movies. He just does. You know what I mean? So my boys, it's got to be 6'7", 6'8", 320, oh, with abs. We called him Big Nick. He had, he had 11 kids, too. I was trying to get him in the business. But it was it was rough for him. He had he had eleven kids. I mean, yes, you know, he couldn't struggle. He had to like work a lot. But uh, yeah, he told he went and came back and told me, man. He goes, man, you were right, man. He goes, that guy fucked me up. He goes, I can't. What am I gonna do? Beat him up on set? I'm on his movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, he's pretty rough, man. I heard on the movie sets. That's why a lot of people hate him. Yeah, I mean. You got to be dumb to try to fuck with a guy like that. I mean, in my logic, if you're an American and you've taught martial arts in Japan, you're the real deal. You know, yeah, that's yeah. it. Plus, he's a big guy. I mean, he's fat now, but I mean, he's also in his upper he's, 60s, you know, but he's six foot something. Yeah, he's a big he's guy. Yeah. I mean, anybody over six five is a big guy. I don't care if they're muscle bound or not. If you're that tall, you're a big man, regardless. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess with the guy. No, he trains Putin. Does he? <laughs> He's got citizenship in Russia. Hey, man. Hey, good God bless. If he can get away with it and do yeah. what he needs to do, go for it, bro. You know, he's been in the movies. He's made money. He still puts out a couple movies a year. You know, fuck. Yeah. He's getting paid. Yes, yes. I mean, like I said, he's not the most like favorite actors over there but they put up with them you know what i mean just like they do with everybody else you know? yeah his movies made money he was a big star i remember all the ladies loved him back in the 90s when he was thin and he had the ponytail and all that you know it's you know time catches up to you like i said he's in oh, yeah. the 60s now he's still his face kind of looks the same he's just a little bit more heavier in the face that's all yeah he's he amuses me. He's a legitimate sheriff and everything in that town. I liked him. He makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Never well, liked Chuck I Norris. I was, oh, I love Chuck Norris. Chuck oh. Norris, man. You don't like Chuck Norris? <laughs> I, I like him like as a fighter. I'd probably say he's the toughest because he competed. But his yeah. movies, I've never cared. There's no way you're going to, I would fight him if you wore them tight jeans. He'd never be able to throw a real he kick in real life. Bro, he can kick, bro. He's a. <laughs> Tang Sudo guy, Mo, Mo Da Kwan guy. I mean, he's uh, I took that style when I was in what 14 years old, so it's effective. It worked for it worked. <laughs> I had to use it once, it worked when I was a kid. So, but his movies, it's always the three big kicks, you know, he's got he's got uh, that finished I, set of moves, and he always throws the three spin kicks. So, spin well, that's his kick, man. You know, the spinning roundhouse is that that's his kick. That's his favorite kick. I mean, that's like Sean Claude Van Damme. You know, his his favorite kick is the side kick. 
and he can get that sucker over his head. I, mean, I like Van. Now I'm a bigger Van Damme fan than I think Chuck would kill Van Damme easy, but I like Van Damme's movies better. Yeah, he had a couple of good ones. Some of them were okay, but uh, I remember the one where he was. Uh, I think his uh, brother died and left a wife and a kid and Lionheart. Lionheart. So he started fighting. That was cool. They'd fight in empty pools and shit like that. And it was it was good. I liked that. He had good movies. Hard Target's my favorite. What was that hard Target? That was the one where they were hunting him down for sport. They were finding the homeless people and they were hunting him. And he went to help that. He had the mullet in it and he had that bad Cajun accent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hung out with him once in New York. Uh he was all right. He just uh when he gets drunk, man, he gets those liquor muscles. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. And he was doing that kind of stuff. And the people I was with, they weren't going to put up with that. So, yeah. I remember Chuck Zito beat him up in a bar. I was there. Was yeah, I wouldn't there. fuck with Chuck Zito. I, I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> fuck with a uh, sergeant, a, a president of the Hell's Angels, New York chapter. I don't think it's somebody I'm going to fuck around with. No, no. And he's the nicest guy in the world. Get on his bad side, it's over. And he runs the stunt man uh, in SAG in New York. Like he's in charge of that. Because when I did that show, that's when I met him the first time. And uh, that was his gig. He, he was in the same show we were in. He was one of the fighters. But he would organize the stunt guys. Because I pulled him aside. I said, listen, I can do my own stunts. You know what I mean? So I'd, I'd rather make an extra $800. For that day then you know what i mean and i he was like fine yeah if you could do your own stunts do it then you know which was cool because my agent hit me up and it's like you just got an extra 800 bucks for just that one scene and i was like all right they wanted me to go through a wall or something and i was all psyched up for it and everything and then they changed their mind like last minute but i still went through the wall anyway and they had to say cut build a whole nother wall the set designer had to come in build a whole nother wall which pissed off the producer. I mean, director, he was mad. At all, I had like five directors out of that whole show, and that guy was the only asshole. Everybody else was so cool. You know, he was like an ex-hockey player. I'm like, you're 300, 400 pounds. Who the hell, what ice held you up? I said, because I got punched in the mouth while we were doing the, the scene. You know, the star did it by accident. Because I, I even told him, I said, Fuck it, man, you and me can do this together. You know, I mean, I'll show you how we do it in wrestling and said, I said, you don't even need a stunt guy. You want to do it? And his name was Gary, black guy. Forget his last name. Uh, He's always in the uh, muscle cars in Hollywood, driving them around and shit. But he was in, it was called Swift Justice. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll do it with you. So we did the scene. He accidentally hit me in the mouth and my tooth went in my lip and blood was going everywhere. So I'm like, I got to get stitches. And that the director's like, you don't need stitches. And I'm like, bro, I just went in the, in the bathroom, looked at my, I know when you need stitches. You're a fucking director. What the fuck do you know? I got pissed and just walked right off set. And all I kept hearing was, where are you going? Where are you? Like, they were freaking out. But I didn't care, man. I said, I went right to my room, uh, sat down and somebody came in. They go, what's up? I said, look, I got to get stitches. I got to get at least five stitches in this. I know. So they took me to a real expensive place because it was right near Central Park, man. 
because you know new york we're right there so they stitched me up real quick brought me right back to the set walked right back on and went to my next scene so i only missed one scene which i was kind of pissed about but but it was it was good i, I enjoyed it it was fun working on set like the only problem is man in that business it's a lot of hours man it's long long days i mean i'd be in the chair at 7 a.m Sometimes I wouldn't get, I remember one night I got done work at two o'clock in the morning and I had to be back by seven. So that means I got to be on the road by six. If I go, I was going back and forth to Queens and they pay for it. They're like, you could take a cab, just bring the receipt. We'll give you the money. And I was like, shit, I left my car in, in Queens. I was like, this is great. And they took care of everything. But I just couldn't believe the, the one day. The one night I got done at three. I didn't even bother going back to Queens. I just stayed there, took a shower and said, why bother leaving? You know what I mean? I got to be here in two more hours. Yeah. So it was rough. I mean, and I stayed, I was there from Monday to Friday just for that one show for that week. You, you filmed five days for that one uh, hour show or 30 minute show it was. And uh the last day, I didn't get done till like four, and I still had to drive all the way back to Philly, which is two hours. Then we had to go all the way to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania that night to wrestle. And then we were back at the arena on Saturday. So it wasn't that bad, but it was a good, it was a good money week for me. And I got to get on top television and get inside the See how it works. Like they maybe put a gun together, shoot a guy in the, with a in the neck with a dart and shit. So it was pretty cool. It was just a lot of work, man. I mean, for them guys to get now, I see why they make so much money. I mean, it's not easy. I couldn't imagine being on a set like a movie set for three months or something like that. That's got to be rough. I always try to gig, get a gig as a henchman. Oh yeah, that's what I was. I was I've never there. gotten one yet, though. Maybe yeah. one day. I know enough people. It's like, come on, just give me a hundred bucks, put me in your movie, just so I can go put in a DVD and go. That's me getting thrown out the window. You know, just something to have. Yeah, and you, and you fit the description perfectly. I mean, I was the heel in that series. I was in on that that show. Uh, I was his right hand, his bodyguard. Like if he wanted somebody, I'd go kidnap him. You know what I mean? He wants this girl, I'll go get her. That was my job. So I just wore a three, you know, double-breasted suit every day. Because they wanted, they, they were like, go downstairs. When I went back for the, uh, my second casting call for, you know, that's when they picked the guy. So there was about seven of us left. So I waited. I, I said, I'm going to be last because... We all look almost the same, trying to scatter it out. You know what I mean? So they ended up picking two of us. One guy was completely bald, and then I had the long hair. So I just remember walking in the producer's office, and his last name was Wolf. Dick Wolf, I think his last name, his name was Dick Wolf. And I've, I know you've seen that you know, in uh, yeah. stuff in New York and shit. So I went in there, and I didn't even – honestly, when I first walked in his office – the first thing that caught my eye was this machine he had in there. It was like a yoga machine, something. It was like a, a wooden machine on wheels and barbarians and had all these ropes. And I was just freaked. Like, I never seen nothing like that. It's really good for stretching and all this stuff. So I sat there talking to him about that. So then finally he interrupted me and was like, look, do you want this fucking part? 
And I was like, yeah, I want the part. And he was like, all right. All right, so you're the last one out there. So yeah, he goes, all right, you and the other guy are going. Do you want to go down now, right downstairs right now? You can go to uh, and get your, uh, you know, costume gimmick. You know, go get uh, whatever clothes you're going to wear. And I'm like, well, what necessarily am I going to be wearing? Like, he's, well, you, your part, you're going to be in a suit all the time. So I said, you know what, bro? I don't even have to go get fitted. I said, I'll just bring six suits from my house up here to New York. I wore, I wore my own shit. And it was easier that way. So it was cool. But like I said, a lot of work, man. All them hours. And you got to do each scene like four or five different times so they can catch every angle of it. It's a rough job. Like I said, now I see why two and a half men, you know, Charlie Sheen was getting hammered 24-7. You know what I mean? Because they were on set every day probably sitting there. Yeah, I mean that's your that's your life, especially when they make those like those Marvel superhero movies and that. That's what six months. You're that's what you do every day. Oh, it's like I said, it's hard. I mean, people may think it's not. I I really thought it was very hard work. A lot of hours, a lot of hours, man. Like if you like sleep, <laughs> you better get ready. If you're going to be an actor, while you're acting, you ain't gonna get much sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. With you. I was always surprised out of all the all the ECW guys that New Jack didn't get TV work. I thought he would have had a lot of work because he was naturally charismatic, so to speak. Uh, before he passed away, I think he was getting ready to do a part, a role in a movie. Uh, because he was actually getting in shape to do it. So he kept it on the wraps. He really didn't, he couldn't even tell me that much, but he did say. Because I mentioned it to, I said, "What are you? What's up? You know, you're starting to work out again. You're working out a little bit of weights. Now, for you to do that, it's got to be something going on." I said, "What's going on?" Because he was under the ring so much, that dark side of the ring so much. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody saw him and said, "I got to put him in my movie." Yeah, because well, he yeah. Comes is very likable. Yeah, and I and I think that's what was going on. I think he was just getting ready to do a movie. And, uh, you know, look what happens. Yeah. Raven popped up in a couple movies. Yeah, Raven did the same sh- show I did. He did the one, I, I think I did mine two weeks after he did his. And he was a henchman, like a street thug in that move, in that part. He didn't have, his, he didn't have that many lines, but he, he had a good part in it, you know. Did you ever see The Wrong Side of Town with Rob Van Dam? No, I never saw that. Batista's in it for a couple minutes. Um, the movie's horrible, and Van Damme is horrible. But all I remember is when he's going to fight the guy, like, you know, he's, he's, he's going to go finally fight this guy's muscle, this main guy. And as he's on yeah. his motorcycle, they're playing fucking Pantera, you know, his entrance music. <laughs> it's his drive. I was like, God, this is so bad, but I've already invested an hour. I have to finish this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you already started, you know what I mean? You have to. Pro wrestlers versus zombies was at least amusing. This movie wasn't even amusing. This was just sad. And I was a Van Damme mark because I saw him and he would pop up in other things once in a while. But, uh, you know, I I was a big mark for him. So when I saw him, he was the luckiest guy in the world, though, because he was on an episode of VIP with Pam Anderson. So he's. Oh, yeah. You know, that's anybody that could be close to her is. 
The lucky man. She don't look too good now, bro, but she was ooh, beautiful woman in the world back then. Back in the day, man, she was just, you want to bring her home to mom and say, look at this, <laughs> you know? Uh, I've been watching that Pam and Tommy Lee uh, gimmick on Hulu. Is it good? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, with uh, Rogan. No, who's in it? Uh, yeah, Rogan. No, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's in it. Uh, Tommy is the guy that played the Winter Soldier in the Marvel movies. Yeah, they're, uh, the guy from Pineapple Express. That's Rogan. Is it Seth Rogan? Yeah, he's in it. He's the guy that actually steals the tape. <laughs> you know, honestly, they stole his safe. Yeah. Believe it or not, Tommy did not know that safe was gone. I don't believe that for a second. Well, that's that that's what they're saying on the show. They leaked that. I had that tape. I watched and I was like, I was like, I I I I've seen it, but it's like I didn't try to buy it or anything. It was a little too much Tommy for my taste, though. Yeah. I, yeah. And that was the only, you know, at least when Tanya Harding fucked her husband, they set up a tripod. They did a nice sex tape there. You know, this one was all like it was all like, you know, <laughs> follow fucking Tommy Lee's dick. <laughs> dick. I'll give him that. Well, hey yeah. Pack in there, but yeah, it's I still say they leaked that out themselves. They had to look, look what happened. They got so over. I mean, look at Kim Kardashian, man. You know what she was? She was a closet organizer for the fucking Hollywood people. That was her job. She'd go to your house, uh, like Paris Hilton's house, and Paris would be like, I need a closet for a queen. And she had to organize it and set it up, and that was her job. And then that's how she got her gig. And then next thing you know, she became friends with Paris and she'd hang out with Paris. And all she had to do is get seen with her a couple of times. And then people were one. And she was pretty at the time. Her body wasn't all fucked up like it is now. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't know why she changed. She did all that cosmetic shit to her body, man. Doesn't make sense. You know who I'm surprised didn't get a lot of work when she was hot? Sunny. She ain't hot no more, unless she was just legitimate, always insane. But she could have parlayed her looks. Into- she's already back in. She's already back in jail. <laughs> it didn't last too long. I don't know. I know we both were discussing how many months. I don't remember exactly, but I don't know, man. We, I think we were both pretty close. Oh yeah, we knew it. Was only, she was only out what four months or something. Yeah, I if that. Nuts. She must like it there, man. That's the only thing I can think of. She must love it there. Because she could have had a, a, a some kind of show, Cinemag show, or some, she could have had. I mean, as, as as much as Vince promoted her and as pretty as she was back then, she could have parlayed that for a ten year run if she wasn't such a weirdo. Well, yeah, yeah, Cinemax would have hired her. She could have had her own like sunny after dark. You know, yeah, I watched like, it and showed some skin flicks and shit. You know what I mean? And she probably would have been probably would have been a great gig for her, you know. Didn't she do some porn with Missy Hyatt? I don't know if she did with Missy, but I I know she did porn. Oh yeah, it's Missy did some. I, I never watched. I was never attracted to Missy. China did a few, but she actually did real ones, so to speak. China did some with I think with Wicked Pictures and that. So 
She probably um, got paid pretty good. Well, Vivid is the, the king of porn, right? I think. Yeah. Kids will never kids will never know rent and porn if it's all on the internet now. Oh, dude, you don't even have it's free. Yeah, I think I own one DVD. You know where it's like my grandfather had just like behind me, like all VHS tapes of adult movies, and threw them all away. You know, but he probably had some money there too. Dude, my uncle had he collected Playboys. I remember walking in his. He had a closet. I opened the closet. The, the stack of Playboys were taller than me. I mean, I was a kid, but it still, it was just like he collected every single one. There's money there. Yeah. I mean, he had, I'm talking from the first Playboy to the last one he had. I had Sables and, uh, I had Sables and Chinas. Yeah. Okay. I think Sable did, I think they both did a couple issues. I think each one of them did it twice. Probably. I mean, they get they got paid great, you know. Sable was all cosmetic. Yeah, I call plastic. So uh, was uh, Dustin's ex-wife, Terry. Terry Runnels. She her boobs were so overly done; they were like a perfect circle. I remember they were almost creepy to me. Yeah, she was supposed to manage us when we if we were going to go work for Vincent in ninety seven, ninety eight. They were going to put her with us. That's when we went and worked against the uh, headbangers. But I mean, that we had every, I mean, I think she may have managed this one other time on an independent show. You know what I mean? So like I said, Miss, Missy managed us, Cornette managed us, Heyman, Larry Sharp. We've had a lot of managers, man. I love Corny. Mm-hmm. Corny's like, and I, and everybody says like, I'm pretty sure 90% of what he says on his show is gimmick. You know, he, he knows his audience and he's yeah. working everybody. I'm sure he's probably got, I've heard he's got a really hot temper, but. No, he does. I remember, I just saw on Facebook today, they showed an old picture of video of him going to a show and he has short shorts on, socks pulled up to his knees. And he's like, people are behind the fence and he's like, hello. Hello. You know, like, you know, he made it. He's a celebrity now. He went from just like Paul Heyman. He was the same thing. He was a photographer. You know, that's how they do it. These photographers get their feet into the business. And then before you know it, they're working. In the business. How come you think him and Paulie didn't like each other? Because in all honesty, I see a lot of similarities between that's the why. two. Why do you think? Because they both did the same thing. They both got in the business by taking pictures. And then now, next thing you know, they become managers, bookers, and bosses. I liked Smoky Mountain. I mean, it was just, it was his USWA. He was recreating his, but he saw Memphis as a kid. But I liked it because you had that. Then you had ECW. It was, you could enjoy them both. They were very different. Yeah. And it was great when New Jack was there with Cornette. Yeah, you know, when he would tear all the you white people, <laughs> you know? carry the watermelon with him and everything like that. Oh, he was good down there. He was great over there. Well, he knew, like you know what? At first, he's probably like, I can't say that. Then he he probably figured, fuck, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I'm gonna get heat, and he that helped Jack get over was his promos. You know, yeah, Cornette said his tires were slashed almost every night. Oh yeah. 
And people don't realize, people think, oh, all he knows how to do is hit you with a trash can or stab you with a fork or a knife. Or He can wrestle. I'm talking tackle, drop down, hip toss, leap rock. He can do all that shit. He just never did. He would do it once in a blue moon. Like if we were, I remember once we were in uh, Asbury Park, because that's where Bigelow was living at the time. And we were at doing a show there. And everybody was out, you know, we were there early and we had about three, four hours. And we usually would get a couple of guys every show come out and try out and try to get a job with us. So it was pretty cool. And then next thing you know, fucking, uh, I'm sitting there in jackets in the ring. Next thing I know, I see tackle, drop down, hip toss, reverse hip toss, boom, boom, boom. And I remember Ty Gordon looked at me and goes, are you kidding I- is that, am I looking at this right, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you're looking at it right, and he's like, I had no idea that fucking Jack could work, and I'm like, yeah, he could fucking work, man, I said, if he wants to, I said, but that's not his gimmick, you know, and like I said, people did, had no idea, if you want to get into a chain technical match, he can do it, so can Mustafa, that's what made him all so good. How come they always put like when we mentioned when I mentioned Missy Hyatt? Why did they put her with Sandman? Uh, they always wanted Sandman to have a manager. I don't know why. You know, if it wasn't Missy, it was woman. If it wasn't woman, it was his wife Peaches. You know, so I mean, he always had a manager. I guess until I think once he became Sandman, I think they had woman for a long time. Yeah, well, he had the title. You know what I mean? I mean, and even Paul was like, looked at Todd Gordon like, wait, dude, I'm not giving this guy a title. You know what I mean? But then, you know, Todd Gordon said, look, I'm telling you, he's ready. He's ready. You know, and and Hag did it. He was I remember, yeah, and I remember, like I said, I met him on a Tri-State Wrestling Alliance show in Philadelphia at the Drexel College. It was huge. It was a nice size building. We had a couple thousand people there. And uh, Hack was actually in the crowd watch. And I remember his Flair and, and, and Abdullah Butcher were in the back in our locker room with me and Anthony, and they made us watch all their jewelry and shit when they worked. So, but I remember leaving the ring and Hack was just like, yo, yo. And I think he knew Todd, like they were just starting to be friends. And he was, he was like, how can I get in there and I want to learn how to do what you guys do. And I said, you got to go to school. I said, but this company has a school. You know, I said, Joel Goodhart has a, a building in Northeast Philly with a ring in it. And they're teaching a bunch of guys. I would go do that. You know, then I didn't see him for a few years later because I went to North Carolina and I didn't. And, when, and then Japan. And then by the time I got home, I had to get knee surgery and I was just sitting home one night on the couch, you know, rehabbing my knee and I see ECW on the phone. I mean, on the TV. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, no way. I was actually shocked that I seen him. I was like, no way. He did do it. That's great. I was like, cool. Now I got to call him up and call Todd. <laughs> so I called them both up and uh, I was like, come over, you know, come, come by the arena Saturday. I said, okay, cool. Went there and uh, Paul gave me the up and down, made me work. Said, I'll see you next weekend. 
and you know, I didn't sign no deal or nothing like that. You know, they were just, I think they were just checking me out for a few times just to see how my attitude was. I did everything they asked me to do. Like if they asked me to put somebody over, that's my job. I put somebody over. No ifs, ands, buts about it. So. Now, was he married to Lori still when she was with Raven? Yeah, they were still married. Yeah. They didn't get divorced till like long after the company was gone, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was like way after he was even in WCW. Because I remember he was in WCW and me and my girl were at their house. We had a big day. We had like a Sunday party. You know, big ass party we had over his pad. Because he had a nice pool and everything like that. It was in the same house that he always had. He didn't buy a new house. I mean, he lived in the same house. So it like the money he, I remember I was at his house one day, he got a check in the mail from WCW from one of the video games. That That's was big money. $80,000. I was like, fuck. Because <laughs> at the time, me and Aunt were like, we weren't working anywhere at the time. We were just like doing indies and we didn't know what we were going to do. You know, at that time, we were just taking it easy, you know, resting a little bit. But yeah. I liked him in WCW. I've, I've I've always said those vignettes with him as Raven's yeah, neighbor, that was some funny shit. I mean, everybody thinks he, he's another person everybody thinks can't wrestle. Oh, he can wrestle. I've seen him wrestle. He's good. He's good wrestle, man. He can wrestle. He learned the basics like everybody else. He just doesn't use them in his matches, but he still knows how to do them. He doesn't have to. Drink yeah. a beer, hit somebody with a cane, have a cigarette. It's easy. I mean, I don't know how long Enter Sandman's song is. Pretty long, six, seven minutes, I believe. Okay, so that's six, seven minutes of work that he just took off his back, mm-hmm. his legs. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes that song played ball, twice, too. Yeah, because if the boss says go do 10 minutes, his entrance is seven. Yep. So that means you're only going to get three minutes of the match. Smart. That's great. Great. No, I liked it. I was, uh, I really was hoping. Like I got where they were going on the first pay-per-view, the barely legal. I got that you give it to Terry Funk, like as a thank you, but I was, it really should have been actually, in my opinion, Raven should have kept the belt, but if I was going to switch it, I switch it with Sandman. I mean, Funk, Funk didn't even have it very long. What he defended it a couple times and lost it right to Sabu. It was a very yeah. short, short run. Well, I mean, at that time, Terry was in his 60s and, and he was still doing moonsaults off the top rope. I mean, rolling around in barbed wire and shit. Dude, his wife and kids would come sometimes. And no lie, they would sit there and they're, they're in there and they're crying because they know what he's putting himself through to put food on the table for that. You know what I mean? And uh, he, you know, he killed it. He did great. You know, he's awesome. You know, back then it was different times. I mean, I'd get phone calls, you know, public enemy be like, hey, man, we double booked ourselves. We can't make it to this show. We don't want to look bad. And is you, if you're an Anthony ain't working, do you mind doing it? And I would say, hell yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's a payday. Nowadays, I don't get calls like that now. I give calls. And I say people, hey, look, you know, here's a friend of mine. He's booking a show somewhere. And uh, I'm already on it. And maybe I'll introduce you to him so then you can get on it. You know, and then we'll go together. 
Then when the time comes for the show, one of us ain't on the show. Why? How'd that happen? Oh, one of them's a fucking asshole. And one of them said, I'll do it cheaper. I'll work less than he was going to work. So why bring him in? I'll take I'll take majority half his. I'll take his payday and half mine. That's what they do now. That's why this business is starting to make me sick to my stomach. You should start an indie down there. I'm actually thinking about it. Thinking about opening a school down here. I thought about <laughs> promoting for a long time up here, but startup money is a, a little pricey, so to speak. If you don't have sponsors, you're going to go broke. That's the idea. You want to get sponsors. Uh, but yeah, that's what's going on in this business now, man. Everybody is fucking everybody over. And they act like they're stupid. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But they... It's getting disgusting now. And that's my opinion. Fed up. If, what you about start a, if you start an indie, I'll come manage. Yeah. <laughs> can, I'll let people hit me. I've been I've taken beatings for free. Did uh so I guess Hook didn't do much selling again. Uh, you know, he's the number four top selling fucking shirt. It's a black t-shirt that says send hook. How is this guy so over? Now they put him on, he's always on rampage. It's Mr. Rampage, it's send hook. But people just eat this kid up. I think it's because he's young. He's a good-looking kid. I'm sure all the girls are going crazy that are like the business that watch wrestling. Uh, but between you and me, Taz is there to make sure everything goes smoothly for him. But I would – he's not making him humble. Make no. the kid humble first. Make him realize, man, I'm so lucky I got a father who was in the business that was able to get me in the business. And, and now I can make a good living for me and my family. I train with my dad and I'm on national TV. I mean, that's yeah. right where he went. He never worked in Indy, right mm -hmm. to national TV. He didn't pay any dues. What dues did he pay? So he did what, what Taz pretty much did. Yeah, he, Taz didn't really did. work anywhere either. No, he went down to USWA. They told him he has got to do a job, which everybody does there in that little studio. And, and he was with Tommy Dreamer, and, and he's like, I'm not doing a job. Tommy looked at him and said, bro, are you stupid? This is our business. you got to do the job. He's the booker. You know, it, it took a while to get in his thick skull, but you have to do a job once in a while. You know, and I guess then he started to. But he's putting that in his kid's head already that he's hooked and he's unstoppable. And you're not Goldberg, who's next. You're not going to be 125 and 0. I mean, you got to let the kid sell a little bit. He'll get even more over, especially if he's hurt and he's selling. The people will get behind him, you know. But like I told you, he don't know how to work yet as far as uh, as far as telling a story. You know what I mean? He just doesn't know how to do that yet. Just squash matches. That's what. Come on. I think I'll give him credit. He's, he's not a big guy by any means, but he's in, he's in good shape. He has great technique. Um, he, he's been in judo as, probably since he was four years old. You know, so I'm not taking anything away from him when it comes to that. But when it comes to psychology and let the kid learn the right way, 
Because if you put him in the ring with, say, Kenny Omega, he'll look like a piece of shit in about one minute. Or unless Omega's his friend, then Omega will make him look like a million bucks. Kenny could make him look like a million dollars, but if the kid knew how to sell, he would, he would help him with his own self. But Taz has this in his mind, oh, if I sell and I act like I'm getting beat up, that makes me look weak. All right, tell that to Ricky Steamboat. Tell that to fucking uh, Macho Ricky, Man Randy Savage. Ricky Morton, the best seller ever. I mean, I'd see them girls crying when he was getting beat up, waiting to get that tag to Robert. You know, he just, he yeah. could take a beat like you wouldn't believe. And that's what it's, dude, it's that. But that's what they do. I mean, selling works. I remember I was in Philly at the arena, selling, get my ass beat. My actually, my wife at the time happened to be there, and she sees these girls crying. So of course, what the hell is this all about? You know what I mean? I remember Todd Gordon sitting at the front of the locker room, making sure nobody runs in, and she came running in pissed. And I'm like, it. I don't know who the fuck she is. You know, she's a fan. That's all I know. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think what he's doing, I mean, he's helping him out. He's doing everything he can for him, which is great. But we going to coddle him and wipe his ass after he takes a shit now, too? I mean, come on. Let him learn how to work. Sell something. Yeah, they can't. He's not going to always be able to do squashes. On no, Friday, no, it'll get it'll get old quick. You're gonna have to put him on a show in a program, and have more than a two minute match. And he still has a young. He's still, I don't know how old do you think he is. Oh, early twenties, bet twenty four, maybe, maybe, and that's probably pushing it. Nineteen, probably not. Probably twenty one. Old enough to drink is my guess. Yeah, he looks really young to me. And like I said, I if he would just sell and. Put him in a, in a match with a guy that has a lot of experience, like Dustin or something. You know what I mean? They all could fucking work their asses off some of them guys. You know what I mean? And he could learn. He could really learn. Uh, like Christopher Daniels or Sabian, them guys. You know, they're hell of the workers, man. Get him in there. Let him sell a little bit. It would just do this squash here, squash there. It's not going to, I don't know. I don't like it. What's like funny it. is you figure Hobbs jobs all the time. Ricky Starks jobs all the time. Hook is the, he's the, the stud, so to speak of Taz's group. He's the one that's always winning his matches. Next to Hobbs. He looks like, a, like I said, he looks like he's in first grade. Hobbs a big guy. I'd say Hobbs, I think won his match against Dante for that. That's going to be interesting. They're doing those qualifiers for that ladder match. They got at the pay-per-view. So far, you got Wardlow and Hobbs, two guys I wouldn't necessarily pick for a ladder match. I want my, I like my flippy guys, as like, like Cornette would say in the ladder match. Putting the wrong guys in the match. And I like Wardlow. He's over. He's a big boy, too. I think, Wardlow, I think Wardlow is going to go on his own and go. I think he's going to work an angle with MGF. I think he should turn on him and get over because he could work. And he's got vicious power bombs. And he got, he's got the size. Yes, he's he got every like, bit of 280. He looks like a fucking wrestler. My wife was wearing his t-shirt today. He's a Wardlow. And, and it's funny because my wife will even say the same thing. She Wardlow, Archer. She likes bigger guys. You know, these other guys that you see, it's like, 
Trent, I think, looks good. Trent's good, but Chuck, his partner and the best friends, he don't look like he's ever seen a gym. It looks like his diet is ice cream. But yeah. it's just, but Orange is getting a little more defined, I've noticed. He even looks like he's been working out. Even Darby Allen looks like he's been working out. I like him. He's my favorite over there. So, I mean, there's no MJF looks like he's been working out. If not, to, if not, they're doing 100 push ups a day, one or the other. He needs to start tan. These guys do need to start going and but, tanning. This spray tan stuff looks so good. with spray tan? It looks, dude. they look orange. And then MJF puts the lipstick on on top, but he looks terrible. That's why Punk always makes fun of him. Oh, my God. I don't want skin cancer either, but if I'm on national TV, I'm going to get some actual sun. I'm pale now, and I fucking hate it. I'm always tan. Dude, we were, to- we were told to go tan. Yeah. He had no choice. Vince would say, eat lunch, go work out, and go tan, and then get your ass back here for, the- for taping. That's what he would say. Because we'd go eat, because catering was always set up free meal i gotta take it you know so we do catering we're you know we don't eat too much we're like all right let's head out you know let's go tan let's go work out come back take a shower eat a little bit something light again and then we go work and then we're out of there to the next fucking town so i used to when i was done working out i'd go sleep in the tanning booth i'd set it for the 15 minutes i took a nap that's what i relaxing i do i mean look i I remember back in the day, tanning was like five dollars <laughs> every time, five bucks. Part yeah. of my membership. It was a joke. Now they want a fortune to tan. Yeah, you gotta. Well, I think like um, like I used to go to Planet Fitness. That was the last gym I belonged to before the pandemic, and I paid like twenty a month, and it had the tanning, the tanning, and the hydro bed were part of the package. Yes, the only problem with those bulbs are they're like. Uh, they're they're kind of burn bulbs. They don't really they get you color, but it's more red. You get red. So my problem there was their free weight section was kind of low. And if you grunt, they tell you to be I always had that habit of if it got heavier, I would grunt, but I would drop weights. And you know, you if you set off the alarm, then they yell at you and all that. And it's then COVID hit and I didn't want to be rolling around in sweat with other people. Yeah. I, I work out here now. Yeah, I was going there once in a blue. I would go there. But now, like I said, I'm when I'm done with you, I'm going out back and doing shoulders, knocking shoulders out. So I fucked up my neck so bad doing shoulders. Like this whole thing was just it took like a week for it to get better. That's a good, that's a bad nerve. You don't want to hurt that. No, and then well, you know what I did? I'm sitting there like, is this and I'm pushing on it. Is this my muscle? What is it? And I'm digging in it for like, and then every day it would just get worse because I'd sit there like, still hurts here. And I'm like fucking with it. And then, yeah, just because uh, I'm trying to get that. Yeah, the traps are the worst, man. When you hurt your trap, it's the worst. It sucks. I want to look like Enzo 2.0. He's massive now. Yeah. Oh, brother went on a good cycle, man. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah, he's, I sent you that picture of, I was like, holy shit. Because he was a little guy anyway. And now he's just well, maybe now he can back up some of his uh, talk. So we'll see what happens. He looks like good. I gotta get him. He looks good. I mean, he's he's on some good sauce. So yeah, I need some of that sauce. I need some. I gotta order some protein and some amino today. Oh yeah, I hear you, bro. I always like Synthesis protein, but it's it's ridiculous expensive. It's like seventy dollars for a tub of this shit. I get the organic meal. I'm all organic. How's that taste? I get the vanilla. 
That's what I always I, preferred vanilla. And then I add fruit to it, or I actually dump a protein drink in my protein shake. So See, I've never mixed it. I've just taken the, you know, the two scoops water and drank. Well, I've never I blended to, stuff. With no, it. I used to do it like that too. But when I'm home and I got a blender, I'll throw a banana, I'll throw peanut butter. I mean, not peanut butter, almond butter, uh, anything and everything I can think of, anything, you know, and I'll put it in that shake. Like I'll dump a 30 gram protein shake in first as my liquid. And uh, Boost just came out with this one. It's chocolate peanut butter. It's unbelievable, dude. I pour that in. Then, I, then I'll then i throw two heaping scoops of, uh, or four. I put four in of the organic. Because it comes out that two scoops is like 21 grams. Something like that. So I try to get about 40 or 50 grams in my shake. So. I always get the way, but I always like the vanilla. Most of the chocolates taste... I don't yeah. know. It tastes so, gross. I don't know if they have like a Sam's near you. It's like a Walmart. Yeah, yeah, we've got some. Go there because they have a deal with this protein company. Uh, actually, I'll get it right now and show you. I'll plug the company just in case. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a plug here. Organic. Very good. And you go to a GNC or a vitamin store, they're going to want 40, 50 bucks for this. GNC is ridiculous okay. around here. Right. Go to Sam's right now and you'll get this for $23. How much sugar is in that? None. Oh, okay. Zero. See, Cynthia had, Cynthia had a nice amount of sugar. That was what always kind of defeated the purpose. No, this is zero sugar, 21 grams. So you put two scoops and you'll get 42 grams of protein. And How then much I calorie? And then I add a 30 calories. It's all organic, bro. It's just. Yeah, it's 46, 150 calories. That ain't bad at all. It's nothing, bro. Like I said, it's all organic. It's not even white. It's like a beige. So, you know, they didn't even dye it. So they didn't use no artificial shit to dye it, you know, so. Check it out. I'll give the uh, organic protein a plug. Check it out, folks. You might like it. You take do, anything after uh, you work out? You do a recovery? I do a, I do a huge. Oh, so you do the shake after? Yeah. Like I drank. I did. Uh, today I did cereal and I threw a vanilla protein shake in there for milk. So I got my. <laughs> I'll get my shake in one way or another. You know what I mean? So now I'm going to go kill shoulders in the backyard tomorrow's chest for me yeah yeah and then i do the morning workout and then i relax and then in the afternoon around lunchtime then i do this i do the exact same thing again so i try well, to get it in double, twice that's double sessions man and that's fantastic if you have time to do double sessions you could look like enzo <laughs> yeah i'm hoping i got a lot of fat i still got a good hundred pounds of fat i gotta get rid of it'll go it'll go i mean it's the I diet i gotta clean up better yeah i went on a good cycle and i dropped 20 pounds but it was in the right spot you know my fucking belly i had it i didn't realize it but guys hold so much weight around their love handles and shit yep. it's ridiculous i need to just knock out all carbs completely but i think it's hard to work out i wouldn't do that i would cut out, cut out sugar, sugar bread sugar bread 
sodium. Try that's what you got to do. By changing your diet, bro, you'll see that. Well, you've already seen the difference. Yeah, I feel better work, too from your blood work. That's why I shave my. That's why I shave my arms so you can you can see yeah. a little bit more, more <laughs> muscle there. So. All good, brother. All good. Well, I think that's cool for today. Yeah, say I'll let you get your workout. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, everybody out there, if you haven't seen it, I suggest watch it. I think I liked it and I think you guys will like it. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out this afternoon. Yes, and it's a good thing because it shows you how these kids are today, you know, dealing with leatherface from tomorrow, from yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Big fucking mistake. <laughs> I love it. Make sure you watch it, guys. It's a good movie.